We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to the Big Cat Chat Podcast, a podcast all about the back-to-back premiers, the Penrith Panthers. I am your host, Jack Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, can't complain. Um, we're at the top of the mountain right now, once again. We've climbed it. We've gone to the moon, so they say. Yes. Yes. They, they're throwing that one around, aren't they? They are. They really are. It's the new Everest. Yeah. So what are we aiming for next year? The sun? I don't know. Like a planet? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is the goat? Into your way with the premiership. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. About last Sunday. What a day, huh? What a day. What a time to be alive. What a game. I know. I, I For the, for the uh, thousands of listeners, um, I normally... Mm do like a little like run sheet just to help keep me on track because otherwise we will record for like seven hours at a time yeah I thought for this I'm like no you know what no run sheet let's just talk about like how we felt yeah you had a you had a pretty um unique uh way of experiencing the grand final uh how'd the day go for you yeah it was good like I I have to admit I actually started getting I was really chill the whole week like really relaxed and then I would say it was probably about midday when I started really thinking, oh, we've actually got a game happening tonight. Like it's a grand final. Holy hell. And I started getting a bit nervous then. Um, and then, yeah, the game started. And to be honest, as soon as the game started, I was able to check the updates. There were people watching it. So I could like get a gaze here and there of what was happening. And it was a very calm game. <laughs> um, a very um, good game to not be able to watch um, because there wasn't really any point where it was stressful. So, um, yeah, in a way I'm happy that it, that was the one that I missed rather than like a golden point game because that would have been really difficult to kind of be a part of the wedding and be paying attention to that. But luckily for us, we never were, literally never in doubt. <laughs> Yeah, we we almost played it like it was a like a club game, didn't we? Yeah, they felt. I think the whole week they felt quite calm, and then they just, yeah, they just. I don't know. It was crazy. They, how do you explain it? Like, there's been a lot of people say that yeah, like, Parramatta were disappointing. Don't get us wrong, but Penrith would have beaten literally anybody on that day, and I think they're right. Like, we just it was everything we'd been building for. And we did it. So very calm, very relaxing to watch as a supporter. 
Yeah, there were there were certainly elements of Parramatta's game that I found disappointing, like that second tackle kick that Dylan Brown put in where I'm like, you don't do that at nil all kind of thing. You know, yeah, you I agree. final 15 if you're chasing the game. Um, yeah. Especially since it was their first time down in their half, uh, down in yeah. our half. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, like Sevo dropping it over the line and stuff like that. But they weren't really things that like affected the result because I think you're right. Like nobody was beating Penrith on that no. game. Penrith yeah. played like almost a perfect game of footy. Yeah. And yeah, they must have just been so calm and knew exactly what to do. And I think a lot of it does come down to what we have been talking about is the experience going into it. Because yeah, like Ryan Madison and Bailey Simonson were the only two Parramatta players with any grand final experience before that so. game. And they both had yeah. minimal experience in those games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one where I go, it probably it'll, it, that kind of game's probably going to do Parramatta the world of good. Oh, absolutely! Um, like good experience. And yeah, like especially when you look at like things like, like all of the kicks went pretty much straight to Dylan Edwards, but it wasn't even as if they were bad kicks. It was that Mitch Moses had no time to put up any other kind of kick, so he basically just had to bomb it. Yeah. And it was like Penrith were just so, so dominant. And I've never seen, like, I think we have the best forward pack in the comp, mm. but I've never seen us be so dominant against what is almost an equally good forward pack. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy. And I've seen him get a lot of plaudits already, but I just want to say Moses Leota was so oh. good in that game. What a man. What a man. He was, I think him and Liam Martin were, besides the obvious, like Dylan Edwards and Brian Tov, um, him and Liam Martin were massive standouts for mine. Um, yeah. And I'm just so proud of both of them, but especially for um, Moses because he is the unsung hero. It's always about fish and the rest of the forward pack, but I think that he just did so well to really come out and he, he was serious about that game. Um, and I'm really, really proud of him. Yeah, he's, I'd say at this point, definitely earned the right to be like the starting prop alongside Fisher-Harris yeah. when the World Cup comes along. Yeah, I agree. Um, Which, I mean, that New Zealand forward pack itself is something very scary. Um, yeah. But it's like that; those two working together are just the perfect combination. And yeah. like Campbell Gillard and Junior Paolo, is a brilliant front row pairing. But, like, you, mm -hmm. with all due respect, barely noticed they were there because of the job that our ones were doing on them. Yeah. And then, you know, Spencer Lenu had his little stint where he was amazing. Scott Sorensen, you know, came out and did his job and got a grand final try, which, like, I can't believe that, like, what, two years ago, Scott Sorensen yeah. wasn't wanted by any clubs in the NRL or the Super League. He yeah. since then has won back-to-back -back comps and scored in a grand final. Yeah. Um, Mitch Kenny was great. Oh, brilliant. He was, you know? he was really good in the, um, I thought he was really good in that prelim as well. He He's definitely making me feel a lot better about Uppy being gone, you know. Um, I don't think Uppy, I mean, he was great, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he was, like, the key difference at all um, on Sunday, which made me feel really good about next year because, obviously, that's a bit of a concern. Um, but yeah, Mitch was awesome. 
Yeah, Uppy almost wasn't required in that game. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Because um, what, it was 12-0 before he already came on? And, yeah. like, we pretty much won the game after, like, that po- moment anyway? Because, yeah, we had. I mean, Parramatta themselves only scored 12 points. So it shows yeah. that, like, as soon as the Scott Sorensen try went in, we had literally won the game. Yeah. But, like, it was completely in our control. And it was, I've never seen, oh, I mean, 2008 aside, I've never really seen a grand final like that. Um, yeah. 2017 was pretty much a walkover as well, but that was the team that finished first versus the team that finished eighth. And it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. The team that finished eighth was, yeah, without Matt Scott and Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. Whereas this was the two best teams in the comp, really. Like, I know Parramatta didn't come second, but and that, that's that's their own fault of their own inconsistencies throughout the year. Yeah. But on best form, I think they're better than North Queensland or Cronulla. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, it would have been disappointing as a neutral to watch because, like, I think everyone was prepared for a really good game and it just didn't happen. But I do think that, yeah, it would have happened to anybody. Like, we just were there. We were just going to win that game. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just so proud of them. It was so good to see. Yeah, they, they actually made me feel a little silly about how nervous I got towards kickoff. Yeah. Like, I was similar to you where I felt I felt fine pretty much throughout the mm-hmm. entire week. But then, like, towards kickoff, I got so nervous, like – just out of fear that we were going to lose, not out of thinking we were going to lose, and about, like, just all the shit that's going to come with that, to the point that, like, by the time the players came out, I was, like, almost hyperventilating, and I was, like, crying watching the players run out, which (laughs) I've never cried at the team running out before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot bear for us to lose this. Yeah. And then, yeah, within 10 minutes, my nerves were completely calm. Yeah. I mean, it would have been disastrous if we had it lost, let's be honest. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm happy we don't have to worry about that. Um, it did feel so good to win against Para. Um, I'm so happy we did that. Um, I don't know. It's just such a good game. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure like, some people don't quite understand the, the Penrith hatred for Parramatta, and I know some Parramatta people don't quite understand it, but, you know, you don't have to understand it. Just know that we really, really don't like them. Yeah, um, we hate them, which yeah. I thought was well known. It's like, it's it's like, um, it's like South and Roosters. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and now it's starting to feel like they're starting to hate us a lot too now. Yeah, um, probably because they're ruining their lives one step at a time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I but I get why. Um, some para people have the shits with uh, our carry on after the grand final, but you know what? We earned it. You know, we earned it. If they were okay, so you're t- you're trying to tell me seriously, like with that whole call us daddy thing. If we had lost, do we genuinely think they would have just not touched that? Oh. There's like literally no chance on the planet that they would have not done that. Like no chance. So I just think it's so they're so within their rights, and I think it's not. I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Teams often do shit like this anyway. Yeah. You know, like, 
people have brought up, I didn't know about this. Apparently in 1993, after the Broncos beat the Dragons for the second year in a row in the grand final, Alfie yeah. Langer sang a song that went like St. George can't play or something like that. Yeah. Imagine they did that now. Yeah. Well, um, it's funny. Like, live a little, guys. It's funny. Yeah. Like, and I mean, ironically, that article that got rehashed about it was written by Paul Kent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somewhat unsurprising. Yeah. Um, I believe my mum summed it up perfectly when, with the text she sent me saying, Who the fuck's Paul Kent? <laughs> I know I love that. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Which I think that's what pretty much everyone from Penrith has been thinking for the past year. Um, yeah, I look, if anyone's upset by that, it's probably just like being upset because you lost the grand final kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. Like, which is understandable because I was like in a horrible state after we lost the grand final. Um, yeah and you know what take it as motivation yeah exactly I think it's it's a good thing like it's it's not boring you know um I don't know things get really politically correct these days where you've got to be polite and nice all the time but I think there's any problem in professional sport with there being a bit of excitement you know um I like the way that they were kind of they amped up the the lead up like Jerome did especially and I thought it was hilarious the way they carried on afterwards obviously I think like uppy is a step too far like I found that yeah. really unprofessional um but the rest of it I've got no problem with yeah I oh think and it's... Jerome's writing the n-word that was silly I don't think it was like intended on his behalf to be racist in any way but that's something that it should be like everybody knows that's not something you should be doing <laughs> yeah um that's definitely something where I'm like it's it's certainly not um my place to decide where people can and can't use that word yeah. um so for instance I will completely stay away from that word um yeah but like it did it as far as I'm aware it has yeah breached the the like rules of the social media conduct within the NRL yeah. Which, yeah. if they're consistent with going by what happened with Caitlin Moran, then he'll get a game for that. Um, yeah, it's super annoying. It's really avoidable. Um, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Which, avoidable. like, I'm, I'm, I'm happier with what Caitlin Moran said than I am with what Jerome Lewis said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, and yeah, the Appy thing. Um, I don't think you and I have exactly hidden. Um, our thoughts oh, yeah. on aspects of Appy's character. Mm, it's not surprising um, in the slightest. Yeah. He's like and, a twelve-year-old in a grown man's body. It's quite something. And and you could tell the like the reactions on everyone's faces around him. When yeah, Zach Bailey, bless him. Um, and Kenny. Yeah, like you can't. They don't include the clip in any of the news clips from what I've seen. But like I was there, and so was I. I, I yeah. I was wondering all day what he said because I heard something, something tigers, and then him start laughing. And then mm. I just heard Zach Bailey go, Hey, your words, not mine. And I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, Zach Bailey, the ultimate professional, is staying away from that. So that he was so something. good. Yeah. Um, to, be, to be fair, though, like it was funny. <laughs> like it was, oh, funny. It was hilarious. I absolutely pissed myself when I heard it, but it's not professional. And if I was a Tigers fan, I'd be like, 
what on earth? And I definitely see why, like, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it was funny at the time, but it's not funny in general. It's stupid and immature. So, yeah. Yeah, like, we've all taken a laugh at Tigers fans from time to time, but, God, they've been dealt a shit blow this year. They have. I think with Papali'i carrying on, and then, up, I don't know, like, if you're in the position that the Tigers are in where there's, like, is there hope? Like, the hope is so tiny. I think the one thing you're thinking is, well, you know what, at least we made two really good signings. They're fantastic signings in terms of a football field perspective. And then to hear both of them carry on the way they've carried on, it's just like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it's like they were, once again, completely avoidable situations. Yeah. Um, just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they're not the only um, little incidents to have come away from this whole fiasco um have you seen well um, um you have seen because you've been talking about it say, on twitter in um group chats and stuff ryan madison <laughs> oh yeah oh my god ryan what the he's so strange <laughs> he's a, he's i like ryan madison um but he's an odd an odd duck um yeah what's going on there <laughs> I just don't understand where. So obviously he has chosen to take up a three-game suspension rather than a um, $4,000 fine, which people thought were a bit confusing. So when asked about it, he goes on a tirade about, firstly, how it was Dylan Edwards' fault he got crushed, and secondly, brings up Jerome Luai for kicking Papali'i when Papali'i has come out and said there was no kick. So I don't really know where he was going with that. It was just a bit of bubble, wasn't it? Yeah, like, Maddo in the past has um, sort of gone on these random little things. Like, he was, um, you know, he was pretty outspoken with his thoughts on the Tigers after leaving. Yeah. And then he's the same with this. Um, and, you know, what? I, I actually supported a lot of what he said about the Tigers. Um, mm. with how he believed they weren't taking his concussion issues as seriously as the Roosters had and now Parramatta are. I also believe it's like saving his own ass. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and but yeah, exactly. Now I'm like, well, how much of that was just bullshit? Because all of it was. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. There was, like, has he not seen the way that other players like tackle in that situation? Because it it's was a bad tackle. Like, Victoria is but, his biggest fan. And even she mm -hmm. said to me, oh, that was a bad tackle by him. Yeah, exactly. It is It is a bad tackle. Yeah. He, you know, there comes a time where you got to own up to it and just say, yeah, it was wrong rather than, you know. And I think he did. I think we spoke about this, but he did use Luai's name as a way to get people back on side because obviously everyone loves to hate Luai. So he's yeah. like, if I just mention him, everyone will be on board with me. Kind of like the Aaron Woods paying out Nathan Cleary thing. Like it probably <laughs> earned Aaron fans because he's like, oh, this will this will get people on side. Um, but it's really irrelevant. <laughs> it's totally irrelevant. Also, Ryan, your own teammate said it didn't happen. So maybe we just not talk about that. I don't know. He's an interesting one. Yeah, maybe he's just um angry that Isaiah is moving to his mortal enemy in the West Tigers. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> you've got to be you've got to be wary about like when people leave on bad. I mean, look at Josh Alloway. He's really shown his yeah true colors recently, 
and we probably should have all been, um, I guess, warned of that in the way that he left the West Tigers. I think it's really easy to leave a club or an employer on a really good note. And that period in which you leave is super important for your character. And I think when players do, um, don't handle that in a very good way, that's a bit of a character indication for them. Yeah, you can often, like, read as much about the way that they've left just from, like, a club statement. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they be like, he did X, Y, and Z, he's the best, and sometimes they're like, he's leaving. Do you remember yeah. how frosty the Bulldogs won on Matt Dufty was this year? Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, my God, that was so funny. <laughs> and that's, like, um, I remember when um, Mr. Snakeman Moylan was leaving Penrith. <laughs> And the club put out like a, a statement being like, oh, he's been released. And then it was like the club looks forward to uh, monitoring his progression in the future or something like that. Something real like snarky. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, but then you got things like, I remember the difference between the um, Penrith's like statement on James Seguiaro leaving and their statement on Jamie Soward leaving. Because yeah. they both left on the same day. But the one for Soward was all like, oh, we'll miss you. It's a shame it hasn't worked out, blah, blah, blah. It was time to move on. And then Sigigaris is like, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just uh, – did you see Jerome's Instagram story? Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just glad he, yeah, didn't drop any racial slurs in this one. Um, yeah. But, um, like, it's hilarious. And if you're going to call out somebody publicly like Madison did – that's literally the least he can do yeah. is put up a little story saying I'm crying for you. That's funny. That's not, that's funny. I love that. Play on. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I, I believe that the NRL requires more beef. And so this is good. I agree. I like yeah, it. This is livening things up a bit. Yeah. Because, you know, we see it so much in other sports um, and it's always, it's always funny to like read about and then look back at the origins through. Yeah. And, for too long, like, beef in the NRL has been, like, you hear about it years later in, like, a player's book or something like that. Yeah, and you're like, damn, I wish I was part of that tea. Yeah, and now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like oh, shit, it's happening in front of us. Yeah, but it's um, good. Like, you don't have to be best friends with everybody. It's okay to have people you do and don't like, <laughs> you know? And I think, I don't know, I think if someone's going yeah, to call you out, like Byron Madison did, I'm surprised it wasn't worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've seen worse from Lua in the past, so. I think it was actually a perfect reaction. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't even give it oxygen. It just makes fun of him, which I think is the perfect way to handle it. Yeah, it's like when people say cope on Twitter, I'm like, oh, yes, I, exactly. I can't respond to well, that. Jerome would be so good at Twitter. Oh, I wish he was on there. Me too. He would be so good at it. <laughs> I'd just be like quote tweeting him all day, being like, yes, my king. Um, yeah, literally. Same. I did. I did respond to his Instagram story saying "Yes, King." So <laughs> amazing. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I know he's never going to read it, but <laughs> you never know. But he he's probably got so many hate messages. Oh, 100 percent. So maybe that one positive one will mean that he'll love us, and then he'll come on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what a what a day, huh? Started off with the state championship. Um, which we won what forty four to twelve. Yeah. Um, we absolutely demolished them. Like, could have won that by more. That was some of those players in that team. Um, 
were playing almost as if they've uh, been on the drink for a week. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then so were a lot of the North Devils players. Um, yeah. But the, the, the way that they won that game, having lost... Well, I mean, Sean O'Sullivan didn't play because he was 18th man for the grand final. Yeah. Um, so you didn't have your half back. Then in like the 30th minute, we lost two players for the rest of the game to HIA because they had a head clash. Mm. Um, and then like a few of yeah, the players just uh, did not look 100% um, to win by that much. It's just, it was just a wonderful day to be a, a Penrith fan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It's really cool seeing like all of this come to fruition. Um, and it's just, it, who knows when the next time is that we'll ever see something like this again, like this level of dominance. So it is really something special. Yeah, like I'm predicting more premierships for us. Me too. Um, in the near future. But like, who knows if we're yeah, ever going to get a season like this where we've won, I think, six pieces of silverware this season yeah yeah across the four grades because like we obviously got the minor premiership, the minor the premiership. championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah did you see that um that collage of all the like panthers like cool posts for when we've won something no yeah it was just like all six there together and i was like wow what a right yeah just absolutely incredible um and yeah, it shows the clubs in in good hands for people running it. Yeah, it really um, does. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I get frustrated when they come out and make comments um, a bit woe is me like. Um, but as long as we're winning footy games, I can't be too mad at them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a lot better this year than last year as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I I can't explain how much better that felt like for me personally for us yeah. to do that um for me to be there which means that we can't be done yet because we need one now with you there and i need to go to one yeah i wonder if it'll have the same effect. i don't know um i'm trying to think like if we have a little break from winning premierships and maybe come back in 24 i don't know if it's going to feel the same way winning it a third time in a row um because i will admit the holy shit excitement was probably stronger last year bringing the premiership um, because it was the first one that I had experienced in my adult memory. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, if we win a third in a row, is that going to like take away some of the excitement? It's a weird thing that, isn't it? The way that that happens to sports people. Yeah. Uh, well, like sports fans. Mm. Like State of Origin. New South Wales won three in a row in the early 2000s and people were like, oh, Origin's dying. We lost eight in a row and we were as passionate for it as we've ever been. Yeah, because you are craving it. Like you want that, um, you you want, I don't know, it's it's a very different feeling. Um, I used to always wonder about this because I would think about like Storm fans and they obviously win premierships like bloody every second year or so. And I'm like, I wonder if they feel less excited as time goes on like do you get very used to it and it's like you do get used to it don't you even like with the eight just being first and second for the past three years and you're just used to being there you're not used to having to worry about winning games I'm just thinking when is it when are we going to get back to that when are we going to get to the point where oh my gosh we've got to win this game 
you know, to make the eight or we've got to win this game to make the four. And I wonder how it'll feel when we're there. Yeah, it's like it's like how there were a lot of um chirpy Parramatta fans through the week about like, oh, there's gonna be more para fans there and stuff, blah, 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 and everything. And it's like, well, firstly, your club has more supporters, so whatever. Yeah. But also, this is our third grand final in a row. You've made three in 36 years. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in that time, we've made what, six grand finals or something like that. So Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's it's human nature for it to sort of calm down a little bit. Like the the scenes on the streets in Penrith were a bit different mm. this year. Yeah. So it was the yeah. parade. I think. Yeah, it felt year, quite chill being at the parade. Yeah. Yeah. Last year it was all like this is one massive party. And I think the fact that yeah. we locked up in lockdown for so long really contributed to that and everything. Because, yeah. like, let's not forget as a person who went out onto the street party that night of that game, I technically broke COVID protocol. Yeah. Um, yeah. And almost, you know, we could have screwed it up for all of Sydney, um, but we didn't <laughs> care in that moment. Um, and then this year it was like, it was just a happy time, you know? Yeah. Rather than like a complete, like insane party. Like I didn't, I didn't drink at all on grand final day. Mm. Um like not before the game, not during the game. I went to Panthers after the game and didn't even drink. I just sat around with my mates and we just talked about it and we're yeah. just happy. And I just wanted to take it all in this year. Whereas the year before yeah. I got um, completely obliterated to the point that I was quite unwell, which I have no yeah, regrets about. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I just wanted to do something different this year. And yeah. so I reckon if we do it next year, it'll be a big thing in that like nobody's done a three-peat in the NRL. Yeah. But it will certainly feel different still. And, yeah, it's one of those things where you go, maybe we do need to, like, experience, like, losing again a bit. Yeah. Um, it'll also push away some of these um, fans of different clubs who claim to be Penrith fans. Um, yeah, what's going on with that? Did you see that the other night? Yeah, I did. That was funny. Yeah, the Dragons fan and the Bulldogs fan both claim to be lifelong Penrith fans. Because um, it's, like, annoying um, for us as Penrith fans because oh, yeah. we've it feels like we've earned this. Um, and to see people, I guess, um, just rock up is super annoying. Yeah, I'm, like, I... I don't I don't feel resentful towards like the kids or anything. Um I look at the worry going, geez, my first two years following footy were 2003 and four, where we made a grand yeah. final and a prelim. So I'm like I, yeah. I hope these kids know that it's not always this good because I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um but yeah. like yeah, like adults and teenagers where I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Um there were people I see that like I've known for my whole life who haven't been like Penrith fans or anything who are now at like at the games in the jersey and stuff and I'm like look it's nice you're on board but yeah go away <laughs> I agree I agree entirely um that being said if it wasn't for people like that we wouldn't be you know getting a new stadium and stuff like that um yeah which is good because you will get an element of bandwagon throughout everything um just as long as they're not dickheads to other fans, you know, that's that's up to us to do. We've been around for the longest. We have bragging rights. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
but then we won't to the same extent because we've experienced all the pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. We definitely deserve it. Yeah. Um, once again, these are definitely first world problems we're complaining about. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, we're in a we're in a very a very blessed era at this club. Um, I've I've got a feeling it's going to continue for a while, but like, I'm still wary that it could fall apart at any moment. Um, oh, it really could, and everyone's waiting for that moment, yeah. which is even more reason as to why we need to be enjoying it and living it up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We need to keep uh, swinging around and just being as obnoxious as possible. I agree. Run against us because also when we do fall off our perch, every other team's fans will have earned the right to put absolute shit on us. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just part of it. Yeah, and look, they're gonna hate you no matter what. People still hated Storm and the Roosters, even though they weren't doing this stuff. You hate the people that are good, so we may as well give them a few extra reasons. Yeah, like I was cracking up laughing that the Broncos missed the eight when I'm like, geez, that yeah. was three years ago that everyone was going for the Bulldogs every week when those two yeah. were in a race to avoid the wooden spoon. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, which what a magical time that was as well. Yeah, um, goodness me. And yeah, like our time will come. Um, we'll be back down there eventually. It's the nature of a salary cap sport. But like, yeah, yeah until then... I'm, I'm not going to stop celebrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll try my best not to be a complete dick to people because, like, I have quite a few, like, there are quite a few, like, people in our community that support other clubs. Um, para fans yeah. in general, I get along with so many of them. I mean, we've had two different ones on our podcast this year. Yeah. Um, it's like I'd never want to be a dick directly to them. No. But in general, towards their club, yeah, anyway, I as will. I say all the time, I love para fans. I hate their team. Yeah, and it makes it even more exciting um, to beat them. Yeah, it does. Um, which like makes it odd because I'm like, yeah, when the game's over, I'm like, oh, you know, I hope Victoria's okay, and then I'm like, oh, I hope yeah. Dave is okay, and you know, Eels, um, the couple and throw, I hope they're okay and stuff like that. And everything. Yeah, it's so lovely. Everyone is so nice. Um. Yeah, I wish I wish they as a group would be just like a bit more unbearable because it would have made it easier. <laughs> I know to just like um, it's easy, and I say this in no disrespect because also there's some lovely South fans out there. I was, too. This is the example but, I was about to make. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much easier to be arrogant in South. Fans. It was so it was. <laughs> I still am. Yeah, same. It's um, fun. You know, it was easier to laugh at kick assing in glory, glory. Yeah, which also was harmless and funny. Yeah, which this year he hasn't done anything. He completely disappeared. Yeah, he literally wasn't even there at the thingy. No. Um, having seen a, a, another completely harmless video of him from that morning, mm. um, safe to say I understand why he wasn't there. Probably best he wasn't there. Yeah, I've got a feeling someone at the club went, you're not in any state to get up on stage. Yeah, you stay, you stay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Nat, I know you um watched the game back in full in its fullity. Um yeah. after the occasion, what on the Monday, didn't you? Yeah, on the Monday, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I know you did a thread um, as you were going through the case. It was actually quite interesting yeah. to read because I got to relive it all. Um, it kind of like fell off. The, by the end of the second half, I was like, I can't barely watching these now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like you go from like writing a tweet like every two minutes to like every 12 minutes. Yeah, it's like this is pretty boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to know, um, what was your favourite moment from the game? The Dylan Edwards um, tackle was my favourite moment. It like gave me goosebumps. You're just watching it happen and it was like the exact same spot, the exact same kind of cover tackle. And it was just like, oh, this is amazing. Like it just was such, and it was at a time where I think we really like kind of knew we were going to win. And then like the way Ivan lost it and he never does. And the way the team got around him was so nice. Yeah, I, I knew I knew that was going to be your answer, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so, such an incredible moment. And did you know that the, the touchy who waved like, Rosie's flag. Oh, the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. How cool is that? Um, so you know, we need like when he has a son, we need him to be a touchy for us in the grand final again. I agree. I um, agree. Yeah, that was such a lovely moment, and um, I felt sorry for Bailey Simonson because he popped his shoulder out in the tackle. Yeah, and then Dylan, because he's the best person on the planet, checked on him after the game. Yes, what a what a king, huh? Um. Really, is the best. Yeah. Um, without going down a Paul Kent road of he's the only nice one kind of thing, he just is an amazing person. He is, sounds. Yeah, you never have to worry about him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is one that you yeah, genuinely never, like, you'll, like, watch us be wrong now. Um, oh, no, I would back this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're never going to worry about him being brought up in, like, an off-field right. scandal. Never. Um, God, I hope we're right on that. Um, <laughs> we are. We're not stressed. Yeah, we're good. We are. Yeah. I respect the confidence and I agree with it. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, that was – I reckon that was probably my favourite moment as well, actually. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved the um, Brian To'o's uh, salute celebration yeah yeah um, especially that photo of it that's come out since of him like standing over gutho and doing it oh beautiful yeah um <laughs> see what i really loved was in pretty much most of our tries was the fact that like our lead runs were absolutely perfect yeah so like i completely get what some people are seeing with the second toto try where they think that like kick out is in Moses's way and stuff like that. I get what they see there, but I agree with the bunkers interpretation of that kick out is running through the line and Moses makes a defensive play on him. Yeah. It's um, common sense. Yeah. And it look, it is, I get that it's unfortunate that they finally decide to use common sense on a call like that. Once they get to the grand final because you would like them to use that common sense more often. Yeah. Um, but like we have also, because we've also been the victims of them just using common sense and ignoring how a rule is written um, this year when they said that kick out knocked on when it was a forward pass um, against the Warriors. Yeah, they just decided to, and you know what? Like, okay, if they're making the wrong decision, 
number of times, do we want them to keep making the wrong decision? Like, I don't care when they change it. Yeah, I'm like, I'd like for them to just get the right call. And I believe in pure rugby league terms, that was the right call. Oh, it absolutely Um, was. And then with all the other tries, like um, Crichton's try, and then with Staines' try, all of the lead runs going through that diverted players out of the way were absolutely perfect and on the money. Mm. And it was so nice to see. It was like poetry in motion. It really was. Um, I was so happy for Charlie Staines that he got a try. Um, I was so happy for him, for him and Jake Arthur as well. Yes, I just thought, actually. Yeah, I was really happy for both of them. <laughs> yeah, um, probably the two most mocked players out of each. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like people like Cleary and Moses are more mocked, but like, you know, it's a very different type of yeah. mockery that's put on those two. Um, yeah. Yeah, the fact that like the two players that are almost like not wanted in general by their sets of fans. Yeah. Both got tries in the grand final. It's something special. Um, I've got a feeling it might be, yeah, Staines' last ever game for the club. Um, there are rumours of him going to the Tigers, which yeah. I completely understand because he's deserving of a spot in a back five in the NRL somewhere. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, probably not going to get it at Penrith because ours is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and the only person whose spot I would ever want him to take would be Talon, but then Talon yeah. is a better player than him. He is. Um, and so like, I'm happy for that to go through, like just for his career. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure on the idea of us bringing back Tyron Peachy in a swap deal. No, I don't like that idea either. No. I I like Tyron Peachy and I loved him when he played for us, mm-hmm. but he hasn't played a good game of footy in four years. No, I've got no interest in bringing him back. Yeah, especially if we're, like, trying to save cap money to re-sign players. Like, yeah. We're apparently about to announce that Liam Martin has signed for three more years, as yeah. well as Jamin Salmon re-signing. Yeah. Then we've also got to try and keep um, Spencer Lanyu, uh, Stephen Crichton, and Brian Toto. Mm. And I would prioritise all three of those over bringing in, you know, a washed-up utility, with all due respect yeah. to him, even though no, what I just said just then wasn't very respectful. Um, <laughs> but, like... He couldn't get into the Tigers team. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just I don't see this being the same as, like, a Kirk Capewell or a Scott Sorensen situation. I agree. Um, and, like, because we've already, we've already signed um, Luke Garner and Zach Hosking, so I'm not sure if we're going to be light on back rowers. We got Mav mm. coming through. Uh, we have the, the ever-beautiful Preston Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Astute, Chris Smith. Like, it's not like we're short on players at all. So I really, no. I'm really not sure that's the go. Um, I'd rather us just let Charlie leave for an opportunity. I agree. And I think that's the best for both parties. 
Oh, 100%. 100%. Because, yeah, the last thing I want to see is his career get stagnated because he's a talented player. Yeah. And probably his best two games of the year were the preliminary final and the grand final. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, like, I was... I was almost positive that Mike Acevo was going to score a try just because Charlie Staines was marking him. But it didn't exactly happen, did it? No, it definitely didn't. So I was thinking, looking forward into into next year, um, do you have any early thoughts on what we might do? I mean, I think that, like, Aki and Kicks will be um, will be difficult people to replace. But I also think that we can do it. I feel a bit like the hooker situation is better than I thought it was going to be. And I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be okay. Um, I reckon I, I would expect a preliminary final minimum. What about you? Yeah, I think I think prelim as well, minimum. Um, it will be very – I'm very excited to see this um, Kenny and Sonny Luke combination. Me too. Um, I believe Kenny is going to be the – like I reckon he'll be the starter and Luke yeah. will come off the bench in the same way that Kenny and Appy did throughout this yeah. final series. But it will be interesting to see if that stays that way and whether they switch over at any point because, I mean – for the good part of three seasons now, it's been happy has been the starter. Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see that. And yeah, I think like kicks is a massive loss. Um it can't be understated how important he's been to our team. Um he almost became a bit overrated when he was just that front rower who would stand around and look for that easy run at a smaller player. Yeah, and he's just become this insanely good all-round back rower who, yeah, it's just amazing everything he does. And it's built on the back of these, like, effort plays that we really didn't see in his game a few years ago. Yeah. And that is the right kind of signing for the Bulldogs because that's the kind of attitude that they need. Um, he's going to be amazing for them. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that... Luke Garner will take that spot. Um, I could see a world where um, Sorensen becomes a starter, but I yep. almost like the role that Sorensen plays at the moment. Me too. I think it's perfect for what we need, and I don't see how Garner would be able to take over that role and play in the middle. Yeah. Um. So I'd be happy to I'd be happy to see Garner take that role, and then um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if like Hosking can break into the team or whether sort of some of the more bit plot players this season, like Lindsay Smith or Eddie Blacker can make a run to become a more permanent, um, like first grade member for us. Um, I saw that we used, we, I believe we actually used the most players in the competition this year. Well, that's, well uh, I guess probably that last game would have tipped that over. Massively helped by that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it'll be interesting to see how we go in games without Nathan next year because we are, of course, losing Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, um, and he was so good. Oh, he was amazing. It was like 
who was basically a, a Nathan clone at times. Yeah, you just and, didn't notice at the time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Kurt Falls is able to perform that role because yeah. when he's come into the team for us so far, he's played a very different role. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, whether, like, Jamin Salmon plays the same role next year or whatever, I see the value in what he does, but I kind of wish that we'd had Hopgood yeah. on the bench all year because he was amazing when he yeah. He only yeah. played a few games for us this year, but he was among our best sort of three or four players in every game that he played. Yeah. Um, and Parramatta have got a real gem in him. Um, yeah, I think... I think we do it again. I think we go three in a row. Yeah, I don't see I don't see who's gonna beat us. That's the main thing. Yeah. I think and I think the roosters are probably the most likely, but I also said that this year. And they were massively I don't think the Brennan Smith signing is gonna be what the Roosters think it's gonna be. I think he's a lock. Yeah, I I don't yeah. I I would have yeah, I I get that he wants to play hooker, but I think his best position is a lock, even though he's still a very good hooker. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, you look at, like, Parramatta are losing, yeah, Reid Marnie and Isaiah Papali'i and Maradani Akore and Oregon Kafusi. And, like, that's a lot of important players for them to be going. I don't yeah. necessarily think it drops them out of the eight, but... They're not going to be only- as big a contender. Yeah, probably for a year at least. I think it stops them from being, yeah, a premiership contender. Yeah. Um, if Josh Hodgson can stay fit, that's still a very good signing. But, God, he's got to have some luck go his way because it hasn't happened for a few years now. No, it certainly hasn't. Um, and then, yeah, like Melbourne have lost half of their, like, admittedly ageing forward pack to the Dolphins. And... Like, while they've made a few re-signings lately, I still think they look a bit light in some of those key areas. I don't see who takes over the role of, like, a Bromwich. Yeah. Like, I get that they have um, Welch and a Sofa Solomona, but, like, Welch is coming off a pretty serious injury and Nelson can barely go two games without getting a charge. Um, thank God for Ryan Madison that he doesn't have to pay as much in fines as Nelson and Sofa Solomona does. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> he'd spend the whole year out. Oh, I'd be living in cardboard boxes. Um, 100%. Um, then, yeah, like the bunnies, I think the bunnies will improve, to be fair. Um, just another year under their belts with a new coach, you know, halfback getting some experience. I still think they have to worry about some of their combinations. Um, and then, yeah, like you got teams like Canberra where. Who knows what they're doing from week to week? Mm. Um, Cronulla and North Queensland certainly, I think, will be contenders next year. And I think we're going to verse yeah. one of them in the grand final. I'll I'll yeah. say I'll say the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys as well. Okay, good, good. Okay, I was I was trying to work out who you were going to think. Can you predict the Cowboys to win the comp, please? Pardon? Can you predict the, the Cowboys to win the comp, please? Or power again? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like beating them next year. 
I mean, that was still a decent prediction considering they got in the grand final. Especially since Steve ran off quote tweeted you and laughed at you. Yeah. <laughs> See, Steve, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> it was close for five minutes of the grand final. Yeah. At least they got there, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I can't even remember who I tipped to make the grand final. Probably the Roosters. Um, yeah, I really do think the Roosters were super disappointing this year. Yeah, which, like, I'll, I'll, I think they'll improve, but I don't – I'm not sure if they will be a premiership contender. To the level they need to. Um, yeah. Watch, watch them go undefeated now because we've said that. Um, no, we said that. Person. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to this off-season. I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Me too. Um. I've got a sneaky feeling that I said yesterday that New Zealand are going to shit the bed in it and that Australia will still win, but I've got a sneaky feeling after looking at the squads that New Zealand are going to get it done. Yeah, um, I think they've got a squad for it, for sure. And I believe that I was roughly looking through the, the like, draw for the World Cup and then the way that the knockout phase works. And I think it tees up for there to possibly be an Australia-New Zealand semi-final and then a Tonga-Samoa semi-final. Yeah. So those two, yeah, those two semi-finals will be great. And then at least it'll make it a different final for once. Um, yeah. Considering we've had, well, I mean, New Zealand didn't make the last final, but Australia have been in the past three finals, winning two of them. Um It'll be it'll be very very interesting. Um, and you know what? If Australia doesn't win it, that's what they get for not picking Dylan Edwards. Yeah, I um, know. Disgraceful. Um, I saw someone say, "When's the last time that both a Dalian winner and the Clive Churchill winner didn't get picked for Australia at the end of the year?" Yeah, been a while. Which I mean, probably the last two years because we haven't played a game since. Oh, but like yeah. in years where we have yeah. played, yeah, when the kangaroos have played mean, play game, they're victims of their own positions. They are both playing in positions that are um, really stocked heavy with talent. So I guess, and I don't think either of them are the sort of player that would really mind. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's completely understandable from a squad standpoint because yeah. you don't want to stack too many positions. Um, yeah, it's a bit like how I counted that Tonga have like seven centers in their squad, which is a bit yeah. much. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's understandable. Um, but they're both on the standby list, I believe. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Those two and Damien Cook, who I uh, wonder how he's feeling about missing out entirely. Um, it's fair. Deserved, yeah, hundred percent deserved. I think. Um, yeah. I think Hunt and Grant is the perfect uh, one-two combination. To be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't know whether whether or not this is our our last show or not for the year. Um, if anything like happens and stuff, I'm still keen to record. I don't know whether um, whether T wants to take a break from it all. Um, that'd be uh-huh. understandable if he did, because um, what he has edited four different podcasts throughout the year. Um, which yeah, yeah, thank, thank, yeah, thank you very much for that, T. Yeah. for um listening to our ramblings every week. I'm sure it wasn't easy at times. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, you've done a great job. 
Um, yeah, if this is our last show for the year, uh, thank you, Nat, for joining me on this amazing adventure that we've had. Thanks, Jack. Um, what a time. Another another bloody good year. Yep, I know. I know. We're, we're the good luck charm, it seems. Um, <laughs> we are. Yep. And uh, thank you, everyone, who's been listening for sticking around for the entire year. Um, especially those people who uh, support other clubs that just know us who listen to this as a favour. <laughs> um, I'm sure that would have so been nice. numbing at times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to check us out on any of our socials, you can find us on Instagram at Big Cat Chat and on Twitter at Big Cat Chat Pod. And we will talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.